Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. What's going on? I am Scoops Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And you tuned in to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give you takes and reviews of TVs and movies straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, my boy? Man, can't call it, man. Very, very, very slow motion. But, you yeah. know, I find a way to uh to get up for it, man. Because, like, these right here, like I was telling you when we was uh doing our little post or whatever, really mm-hmm. just catching up and shit. And we... We we call it post production, but like we really just be fucking tripping and yeah. <laughs> just start the fucking pot. For sure. But um, but yeah, like I was talking before then about uh, damn, now I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> well, good, bro, man. How you feeling, man? Everything man, good? Man, I'm on cloud nine, man. Uh, I have been, you know, what I'm saying, jumping into this Twitch thing, and it's been fun as heck. Um, I've been getting stuff together, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to get my my little space together to get my my background right. Um, so yeah, man, just you know, just uh, focusing on that for the time being. You know what I'm saying? Continuing to find other avenues to create and do all that good stuff. So I'm enjoying life, man. That's what's up, man. Always glad to hear that. Got got Dude, to so. Even if it's a lot of chaos around you, man, you got to find a way to enjoy life, man. Oh, yeah, man, for sure, man. Especially with today, man. I ripped my drawers, so. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's that's nothing but chaos, bro. And it was raining all day today, which was wild. I was so tired, bro. But you just don't understand, but that's the, like, today was one of those days where, like, especially FedEx, UPS, Amazon, Postal Mm -hmm. Service, where we, like, Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I mean, constant all day. Chucking That's magic, all man. it did was rain all day. And then the thing about here mm-hmm. is that it rained all day, but it's still 64, 65 degrees. So oh, it's too warm for a rain jacket. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I still had, I had on shorts and like, you know, those, uh, like those rain shirt type things, the short sleeve, like baseball players were wearing shit. Yeah, yeah. I got one of those, and I had a people, uh, somebody like engraved like the FedEx ground showing on oh, there. Nice. Yeah, so it's just like, man, I just threw that bad boy on this morning in my FedEx hat, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, you just gotta take that rain, man. You just gotta mm-hmm. take it. Just like one of them days where you're like, boy, I wish I could call in on these motherfuckers. Man, playing. me and you both. They they would definitely uh make us work in the rain if it was anything short of us getting electrocuted. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying we got to use power tools and shit. But yeah, if they if they could find a way to make us work in the rain, they damn sure would. I remember they had like two dudes that worked with us working out in the snow one time. I'm like, man, these niggas. So they really don't care about us for real. They just want to make sure everything <laughs> gets done. <laughs> it's, it's reckless, bro. It's it's reckless. I mean, they they do cool stuff for us here and there, but for the most part, if if something got to get done, bro, you might as well just get ready because they definitely gonna put you away. Nah, I feel I feel you though. We be feeling the same way. Like we be having like little, like they be shooting us texts. You know, saying you know, be careful. I didn't. You know, no, no, no. And you'd be like, are y'all really telling me to be careful because y'all just don't want me to wreck this damn truck? 
Yeah, I'm gonna say that's for uh, liability purposes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I just don't want me to rent the truck. <laughs> but yeah, man, I hate to hear that you rip your draws, man. You know, what me, I'm saying? me too, hey. man. Shit, it was a good pair, man. You... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's be like that though, man. Oh man, he said it was a good pair. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So you that know. funny. It's, it's it is what it is, man. You know you can't be can't be too mad. I I got a great laugh out of it though. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of made the day go past a little faster because I'm the only one who knows. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> one, so I'm laughing to myself all day, like man, this can't and, be life. And you and you probably was walking funny and didn't even like realize it. Not every now and then I was. You know what I'm saying? Because like it's a like the because I ripped it. It's a string back there, so I'm trying to like. Move the string. I'm like, man, crazy, bro. Like I told you, bro, I was at work free balling with draws on, man. Oh man, that is funny. It was wild, man. But um, man, this is gonna be a very exciting episode, man. Uh, like I like we told you guys uh, on the coming soon of the last episode. This one is great for so many reasons, mainly because of the nostalgia of it all. But um. Yeah, before we do that though, we got to get into our favorite. Um, I bet our favorite topic, our favorite subject. I mean, favorite segment said the same thing in different ways. Um, we getting into what we watching, man. Let's do this thing. All right, man. So, what do you got this week? So, man, I got two this week, man. Um, okay, I was able to get a lot of content in this week. Uh, wasn't such a busy week like last week was. I wasn't able to get a lot of content in, but so both of them are Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a doc, and one is a movie. I go to the movie first, and um, I heard someone speaking about this movie before, um, they were, <clears throat> and they were just saying that you know if you are a person that you know not good with taking trauma don't watch this type of thing mm-hmm. so i was like okay that's in a very intriguing thing to say so let me check it yeah. out and <clears throat> plus the main person that sent it is me Kuhn, so you know but um for the movie that i watched man i watched the luckiest girl alive um and like basically with this movie uh that's the wrong thing but that's all good though um that's, oh, that's the book cover. The, yeah that's the book cover. <laughs> But um, but it's all it's all tied into. Nah, it. that's the movie poster. That's not Mina, man. That is her. No, it's not. It said her name at the bottom, man. Do it. Yeah. Oh, it does. Oh, well, come anyway. So basically, what this movie was about was uh, so she when she was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. She um, she was at school during a school shooting. Mm. Um. And the people that shot the school up was actually two of her friends. And like within that, the whole like when she finally like told like the story yeah. of like what really happened, she was the one who like she was like one of the reasons why they even done it in the first place. So like people Ooh. used to pick on her and shit like that. 
Yeah. But like within people picking on her, like they would pick on them because like they was like, you know, quote unquote considered like geeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? They came to school, one came with a shotgun, one came with a uh, you know what I'm saying with like a AK forty seven. So they like shooting up the school and like and they're not just shooting random people. Like they shooting people they really the people who Yeah, exactly. And so she was like there during the time, and then like one of the dudes, she ended up like he gave her the gun Mm -hmm. and was like, you know, like, you know, come on, like let's go do this or whatever, whatnot. And then she ended up uh like like when he turned around, she ended up like putting the gun down, like stabbing him in the neck. So like she killed him. And I forgot she killed I can't remember she killed no, she didn't kill the other guy. But um, but within that one of the reasons why it wasn't just that they was picking on her. She got raped mm-hmm. by like three dudes at a party. It was two dudes, it's either two or three dudes at a party, and she got raped. So that was another reason because the one guy, he was just like, Yo, like, you know he raped you. And when mm-hmm. the teachers and them ask you, you know, you just kind of brush it off or whatever, whatnot. So like when all this stuff came up, like she's a grown adult and she's like about she's about to get married to this guy, but this guy has no idea like about that Any part of her past. Because wow. she changed her name. Okay. And um but like there's different scenes where like she had like trauma and shit where she'll just like black out and just fucking go nuts for you know what I'm saying for a mm. scene or whatever, whatnot. But I mean <clears throat> it was I mean it, it was it was a pretty good movie. I mean it wasn't the greatest movie that I've seen but um but I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty good movie. But like, I, I see what the person meant because, as far as like, if, if if you have a problem with watching, you know, somebody dealing with trauma and and actually, you know, playing out a situation where, especially the times that we're in now, mm-hmm. like there's like a school. Sh- I mean, how many school shootings have we had this year already? Yeah. So to actually have that on screen, like I'm pretty sure there are kids who have been in a school during a school mm-hmm. shooting, they probably shouldn't watch this movie. Okay, okay. They they really should because this will sound like one of the ones. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's good. It's it's a really good movie. So uh shout out to the people that did that. And the other movie, well no, the documentary that I watched, three part unlimited series, also on Netflix. I watched uh Killer Sally. And this was something that you brought to my attention. Like I yep. remember seeing, like I, I watched like the trailer when it came across. That's mm-hmm. you know, that's something that's kind of fun to do sometimes. Is to sit back and just like just click over on Netflix and just let all oh, the trailers yeah. play. Like that's that's you never know. Good. You never know what'll pop up. Exactly. And like sometimes, like you probably wasn't interested by the cover, and then mm-hmm. like the trailer play. You like you know what? That's all right. So I had seen the trailer, but then you mentioned to me like, yo, you need to watch Killer Sally. So I'm not going to go long on it, but in this situation, I think that two things can be true. I think that if y'all haven't seen this or or plan on seeing it, whatever, whatever. I think that her husband, Ray, I believe that he was beating her. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like I, I think that it wasn't a situation where she was just taking beatings at the same right. time. Because, I mean, <clears throat> if, you see, if, you, if you're watching this, y'all see <laughs> Sally's not a 
Small that's, girl, like that's why I like, told you, man. She, I think she, one of them times she could have took dude, bro. Like I, I think that they were, you know, they were fighting, but obviously with both of them being bodybuilders, like I mean, mm-hmm. Ray, <laughs> he was a big guy, man. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like especially for a woman, like she was big too. And then I like how they got into the whole thing of like women bodybuilders, like when they first like really, really mm-hmm. start getting buff. And um, and then they were talking about how the, the money differences and shit like that, and they got into like her background. Can we get into the fact that she was doing fetish porn? Yo, <laughs> the crazy thing about that dude, because you said you got, I don't know how far you got, but like, dude, when when they set her bond mm-hmm. at a hundred thousand, yeah. And like all those guys that she was doing the the fetish wrestling with, bailed her ass out. Yes, like they all came together and bailed her out. She was getting paid to wrestle dudes. Like, like that's what that's okay. Because I don't want to be disrespectful and I don't want to shame nobody, so I'm not gonna say it's weird. That's very peculiar of somebody to want to get wrestled by a muscular woman. I, I'm I'm with you on the fact of like, because I think that everybody <clears throat> got their own thing. That's why, like, I never really judge a lot of shit because I yeah, think that that's everybody that's is different. Not to do. I'm trying not to judge anybody about that. Yeah, because I, I get it. Everybody has, like, you're right. Everybody has that. But at the same time, it's like, like what? I Because I just don't understand it. I mean, I, I don't either. They're just like, they're just like, right. Okay, right. For instance. Mm-hmm. Marcus in um boomerang, right? Yeah. With the feet, down. yeah. Yes, I can't be with no girl got ugly feet. Like, yeah, no, nah, that, that I it. understand because like, it's a, it's an aesthetic thing. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm saying, and this is, and, and maybe I should dive a little bit into what I'm trying to say. So what I'm trying to say is just the fact that, like, because because they were saying that when they were wrestling with the women, they were gaining pleasure from it. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. They, to be weren't they weren't. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like they weren't wrestling; they was technically just getting beat up. And I'm like, I just I didn't understand how that was giving them some sort of satisfaction. Because I'm like, you getting your ass whooped? <laughs> like, I mean, true. Like these niggas is basically masochists. But I'm just sitting there like, yo, like you just you paying her to just toss you around. Like what? What? How? How is that a thrill? Yeah, I don't get that. And you then like. Yeah, like, and then, like, kind of like, like I say, like, this is this your thing? Look, it's your life, do what you want. Sure, yeah. But, like, just that's also like guys who like watching their wife getting, you know what I'm saying, smashed. It's like, that's wild. I'm you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, 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 people, like, people got their own shit. So it's just like, yo, do what you do. But, like, yeah. And that shit was paying her bills. Like, that was paying. Dude, I, I, yeah, that's like, it. But and she it was, was flying, yo. She was it, flying from Los Angeles, bro, Texas, bro. Chicago, Come and on, I think man. she said Miami. Come on, man. She's flying over the country. Yeah, you know I'm saying to go throw wrestle niggas, dudes, throw niggas around in the hotel room. Yeah, like it's it's wild, man, and that's why I and say they have, like he had videos. Like fam, first and foremost, I don't want to. I don't want to get. Leg locked into submission, bro, <laughs> by no woman who can uh, deadlift 
ten thousand pounds. That's that's that don't sound <laughs> fun at all. Nothing about that was sounding at at any point pleasurable. That's why I was confused. That I'm like, well, what pleasure are you gaining from this woman whooping on your ass? Man, look, I like like I, like <laughs> I say, there'll be things that that we go through life that we'll never understand. Never. You that's that's I mean? the one right there. That's but it's that in trying to understand Latin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but where I was going, man, it's it's like that, and also. I think that uh, two things can be true. I think that that they were fighting each other probably, mm-hmm. and I think that she may have been. No, I'm not gonna say may. I think she was an abused woman, but at the same time, when she killed Ray that day on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. she did that shit because Ray was with another woman, and he came home and told her, "Y'all, I'm leaving you for, for such sure. and such." And then on Valentine's Day at all, come on, man. Like, look, he. I don't even I don't even know if I should call him a G for that. I just don't think that's smart. Like on Valentine's Day, you you gonna be late coming home, and then you spend Valentine's Day with another woman, and then you go home. Yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna leave you for this woman when you know she got a temper. It's like and she buff, yeah. buff as fuck. She ain't need that buffness because she that's just went saying. to get. And this is what killed. See, and, look, and look I, at this. We gotta show the picture again because you said she <laughs> five three. I don't care how I understand that. Look at look at her biceps, bro. Yeah, Sally. You you telling me she couldn't have just caught him with a quick right? Come on, yeah, man. but you ain't showing Ray though. No, I know what Ray looked like. Ray is a mountain. I'm just talking about just just, just her though. Yeah, like, if she yeah. punched somebody, like yeah, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, you gonna feel it. But she I mean, he, python. He, she, you know what I'm saying? Hulk Hogan yeah. better watch out. True. True, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I, I think I think that, and, and then to shoot him twice, and then do, and uh, the prosecutor, you will see this when you get to the third episode. She was an ex marine too. Both of them were ex marines. I didn't so know dude, Ray. I didn't hear the part about Ray being one, but I was. Yeah, I, I had I had man, definitely heard her when she was talking she, about that. Man, she shot him with the shotgun, mm-hmm. so he fell on the floor. Cause like the pro, I say this, and we'll move on. Like she shot him in the in the abdomen or whatever. And then the uh, the prosecutor was like, "It'd be different if, like, she, she shot him, right? Mm-hmm. And then the shell casing was in there. Mm-hmm. No, she went back to the bedroom, got another shell, dropped that shell out in the bedroom, and went back and then shot him in the face. They were like, "Yo, that's premeditated. Like, yeah, like, like, what are you doing? And first of all, you shoot him twice, but the first reload, you reloaded in the in the in the uh, in the bedroom." Come on, that no. wasn't no threat there. So, no. yeah. So, but what, yeah. once she had the shotgun, the threat was over with. Yeah, because she how big he is. Because she that tried to say that he was lunging that. towards her, and then and then it was like then she lied and said he wouldn't let me leave or some shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, full of shit. But that was that. That it. It is good. I'm um I'm almost done with the second episode. I can't wait to finish this joint, but. Yeah, this that was that's interesting. So, um, man, for me, I went down a little historical lane. I found this uh, nice little docu series uh, also on Netflix. So this is a Netflix heavy what we watching. Um, but it is called Ancient Apocalypse, and basically, um, this guy he goes to various different places um, in the world, and he talks about how the ancient societies had basically um either got wiped off the face of the earth or 
he talks about how certain things happened in that in, in certain time periods, which were um, very, um, which which were very important. You know, what I'm saying, and as far as history goes, and it mm-hmm. somehow affected society, which kind of brought a certain um, society or civilization. You know, what I'm saying to an end. And I'm only like three episodes in on that one, but man, it's some it's some crazy stuff that they're talking about on there. Uh, the first one start off where they're talking about like a flood and like um, I think it's like I think they in like Indonesia or um, somewhere in somewhere in Asia. I know for a fact, but it's like how they talk about a flood that came through and kind of wiped everything away that you uh in this town that used to be or in this city or whatever that used to be there and basically they go through they excavate the area and they talk about all the stuff that they find and then they end up like some t- some people have um found like skeletons or skeletal remains like i know um this is not the first time it's been on tv because there's been other shows like this this is the first time i've seen it on netflix though which is this is different from the others but it's a part of a huger series and like one of the series that i've seen it was on national geographic and they found like a mass grave from like uh where like when when like cavemen and shit was uh alive and they found like a mass grave of like like uh animal remains so like whatever they however they would kill the animals and all that shit like whatever they had left over they would throw into the grave so it was like a big mass animal grave and that's how they would discard the rest of the animal that they didn't use or whatever it was crazy bro so it's like being able to see all of this stuff that you know what I'm saying happened years and years ago and then being able to see how far we've come as a you know what I'm saying as a people is pretty cool man you you get to see a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of the stories that you know you hear and all that the one i'm super super interested in uh watching though is um pompeii because they uh they did some excavation in uh, rome and was trying to figure out you know saying like exactly what happened in pompeii so uh for those who don't know real quick just quick history lesson Pompeii the story of Pompeii is uh there was a volcano I believe the name was Mount Vesuvius or Vesuvius or one of them I believe the first one is right though I think it's Vesuvius and basically it erupted and it kind of swept out the whole civilization of Pompeii and basically buried everything the whole city under ash and volcanic lava rubble all that kind of stuff and when they went to go excavate it, most of the city was still kind of there. So, you know what I'm saying? They still going through it to this day and they finding different things of the city of Pompeii. So it's very, very interesting just to see, you know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff um, that they talk about. So y'all go check that out. It's called um, Ancient Apocalypse. Super interesting, man. Super interesting. Sounds like it, man. Damn. I might have check that out myself. Mm-hmm. It's just dope to see, you know what I'm saying, like, especially when, you know what I'm saying, we talk about history and, then you know, like, you see little stuff in the books like gold coins or silver coins and stuff. It's interesting to see them actually going to look for it and finding that type of stuff because ain't no telling what, you know what I'm saying, was really down there. And, you know what I'm saying, like, just the stuff that we walking over. 
And then, you know, I get in my conspiracy bag and I be like, man, it's probably like hidden cities in that motherfucking everything. So super, super cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It sounds like it. All right, man. So on to the main feature, feature presentation. About to go ahead and hit you with this trailer, man, and then we're going to get into it. If I can find it, there we go. Shouldn't be doing this. But we were winning. I could win a few million on each game. Supreme press. There was a wad of money in a click. He's betting on his own games. And then all of a sudden, the FBI was here. Wire fraud. Illegal gambling. Let's go, baby. You can never live a peaceful life. When your life has become nothing but a lie. All right, man, listen. So we're talking about Operation Flagrant Foul, a part of the Untold series on Netflix. Um, this was this was uh interesting is is a for lack of a better word, because this is wild, bro. Just real quick, they didn't know nothing about this until John Gotti. <laughs> Got took down. That's crazy. That's that's wild, bro. You mean to tell me they only got caught because John Gotti was was in trial at the time? And if it wasn't for that, if he could have stayed the Teflon down for real, we still would have been having cheaters cheating refs. That's wild, bro. Man, I I found out so much. Just random facts throughout this thing, man. And then, yeah, like, like a lot of them is a, is a straight weirdo. Yeah, but I also like you, you're gonna hear me periodically throughout this thing saying I think that two things can be true. Mm-hmm. But um, but before we get into that, man, I I, I got a shout out to uh, these people, man. Like the people that are involved in Untold. Mm-hmm. Like this series is, man. I've seen. The, the the rise and fall of um and one that I still gotta watch that one yeah the malice in the palace one I seen that one that was good we did the Manti Teo one that was great and it's just like <laughs> that was the greatest ending <laughs> to <a> documentary ever <laughs> hey, don't start man don't, we're not, not doing it today I'm not, I'm not, I just got shot them out because that was a that was hilarious bro the fact they ended that doc like that was amazing. That's funny, you stupid. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like these these series, man, they have been on point. They they have done a really mm-hmm. really good job, um, with these untolds. But like, just a random fact that I never knew was that, like, all of the reps. Because see, the, the thing about the NBA, if you watch the NBA enough, there are even the NFL. There are certain reps that you mm-hmm. just know their names. Yep. All of the refs that I knew their names, like, how does Pennsylvania become the ref capital of the world? The ref capital. <laughs> I'm like, that's I'm crazy. like, hold up, man, and and that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it started. Like, in the first five minutes, you hear Steve Jabby, Joe Crawford, Scott yep. Foster, Tim Donahue, Tim Donahue's dad. It's yep. like, the fuck. Like all of these dudes are from Pennsylvania? Like, are That's you kidding crazy. me? That's like 
how California, how California is like the quarterback capital. It's like, like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, how does Pennsylvania become like this whole thing of like, okay, this? And then the crazy part was, most of them came from the same county that Tim Dunahy came from. Yeah, and they went to the same high school. It was like, how does this happen? Like, so that was just a random fact that just completely threw me off. I was like, whoa, like this is how we start this thing. We start this on how. This this small town in Pennsylvania is where like all the refs are coming from. Yeah. So I thought that that was a, a very brilliant way to start this thing, but like it had me intrigued from right there. It was like, yeah. okay, this is like this is, like there's some kind of conspiracy thing going on here. I just don't understand how that became like the ref capital, but you know, but they tried to say the whole thing of like, well, I like how he how he said that he kind of like, well, I mean, for number one, his dad was a ref, but like mm-hmm. how he was saying that the Philadelphia team at that time, you know, had the Dr. J, Mo Cheeks, and yeah. uh, Moses Malone, he was just saying that like how he was in love with the Sixers and he used to go to a lot of Sixer games. So like, you can see how, you know, someone could, especially when you are, when you love your sport, but you mm-hmm. know you're not good enough to play, I think that's what a lot of people who become refs. Or, or just, just people like, like coaches or trainers or any of that. Like just the fact that you can somehow be involved in it one way or the other, to me, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the, the greatest part about it is you don't always have to be the athlete. You know what I'm saying? You can be mm-hmm. um you can be a trainer, you know, you can be a coach, you can be an assistant, you can be, you know what I'm saying, a ref. Or, you know what I'm saying, for some people, owners or, you know what I'm saying, like general managers or whatever. Like there's other avenues you can take to still be a part of the game without actually being in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the dope part about sports to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100 percent there. Um, but, yeah, I, I just thought that I just thought that that was interesting. Like I just I like I never knew that that was coming. But um, but Tim Donahue, man, like. He is a to me. It's a very weird case. Mm-hmm. Like I want to. I want to start right out the gate with something. Something that he had said, and this was towards the end when he was like, "There are only, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said 50, 50 NBA refs. Mm-hmm. No, 60. 60. 60. So sixty. He was like, I was in efficiency. I was ranked third. And it's like to be betting on games. Yeah. And the the guy said that he was thirty seven and ten in the get in the in the pitch that that Tim mm-hmm. gave him. Mm-hmm. But to be third in efficiency. I mean, but but you got to remember, like, like even when they talked about his very first game in the NBA. You know what I'm Reggie saying? Reggie Miller, he's saying Reggie Miller is, is pump faking and jumping into him. And soon as, you know what I'm saying, Reggie Miller make the move at, and they in Indiana, he calls it offensive foul on Reggie Miller, change the game around and Houston win. Yeah. And, you know, they like, yo, like, you know, and it's crazy how you don't realize just how much of a relationship that these guys have. And it's funny because we just talked about this on the four, three about the refs coming to talk to Mike Evans, mm-hmm. but um, you know, saying like, you don't realize that 
the way that they treat suit like these guys are really superstars not just in the regular life but like even in the league they're superstars and they talked a lot about this as well just about how they like how certain players get certain calls or how they won't get certain calls on them and you know saying like the the head ref was like yo you better hope that he made this move because if not like it's gonna be you're gonna have some hell to pay and luckily, you know what I'm saying, he made the right call. And you can even hear they even t- uh, had the announcers talking about it, how, you know what I'm saying, they were like, yo, you know what I'm saying, if, he, if he's going to be one of the, you know what I'm saying, refs or, or longstanding refs in his league, you know, he got to he has to make the right calls. And, you know what I'm saying, this is one of the right calls that he's made. So, like, even doing that and, you know what I'm saying, like against Reggie Miller in Indiana, and, like, that's the guy on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a, he's a superstar in the NBA to make that call on him was already a bold move. And that's his first game ever reffing. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell that when it's, when he started off, he wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to be a great ref. He wanted to be one of the ones that, you know what I'm saying, like you said, eventually gets up to, you know what I'm saying, that top position, which, as you could tell, he uh, already did. But to me, I think that what ended up happening was he got so good at it that he just realized, like, yo, this is something that I could possibly do. And then he realized that he can kind of take control of the games in a way because he told – because remember he told dude, yo, I can decide a game either way by six points. Uh You know how good you have to be to be able to do that and not get caught to where it's like it don't even look like you cheating? Yes. Bro, so for him being – for him being number three in efficiency – I'm not surprised if he can if he can call a game either way by six points in a basketball game. Yo, that's that's great. That's that's severely great. And that's yeah, it's it's, it's a very tough thing to be able to explain. Um, But at the same time, like I was saying, I think that two things can be true. And something that we have noticed about the NBA is, yes. When it comes to the Michael Jordans, the Reggie Millers, oh. and all of those guys, yes, they don't call certain calls on these guys. Yo, when they and, when they got to talk about Michael Jordan, bro, I, I and was the spin like, move, man, man he called it. He called it on them, and he was just like, he basically got basically got a call from the league, like. We no, know he got, he he got it way before that. He got it after the call. Phil Jackson said, "Hey man, what you doing?" He said, "That's come on, Phil. You know this the move that you know this this they crack it down on us. They want us to call this move." He said, "Yeah, they don't want you to call it on him. Him though, <laughs> yeah." They were like, like, "Yo, in a game, yo, that's, that's crazy. it's it's crazy, man. It, it's crazy how it is. But you can also like what Tim ended up explaining." Mm-hmm. You also get it. Like if if you sit in courtside, you paying thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to sit on the floor, and you want. He was like, you don't want to see. You know what I'm saying? The highest play player on the team be sitting on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Because he's in foul trouble or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's just one of those things that has been accepted in the game. It's like I don't think it was a secret. It's it's different hearing it. From yeah, like, you, it's, it's more like an unwritten rule, but at the same time, like the fact that they're so blatant with it, yeah, like that's what makes it kind of like you know what I'm saying, like because you like even in like even in the NFL, right? 
like, you know, it's certain dudes that hit a certain way or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's certain, like for instance, the Tom Brady thing. Like, we all know you can't hit Tom Brady. Yeah. But when it gets to the point to where, like, if Tom Brady get up, like, come on, Tom, you know, they get, they want me to call that. Yeah, but you don't call it on me. And then he walk off. You'll be like, the fuck? Nah, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the fact that just the, just the audacity to be able to even say it. Like, if it's an unwritten rule, cool, let it be unwritten. But yeah. to just blatantly just outright say it, come on, man. To me, that it that that's what really takes away the integrity of the game because you know, if a dude is coming down court and he sees Michael Jordan do that, and he can do the same shit Michael Jordan do for real, but when he do it, he getting a call and Michael Jordan ain't, you really stifling the league. I, I'll say, like, if we're talking about the league today, mm-hmm. like let's say somebody like Oh, now nowadays know. it don't even matter because they be carrying their ass off in the game. I mean that too, but I'm trying to think of a a guy that was. Let me see. Um, if it's somebody like shit, I don't even want to say Ben Simmons. I'm trying to think of a guy like okay, Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Let's say Marcus Smart was the person who came up with the James Harden step back. Oh, they so call him walk. Every, they call him travel yeah, every so time. Yeah, it's over with. But because it's James Harden, they're not gonna call it like that, bro. Now they the, did the fuck fact James that they Harden. Get Draymond for every foul. Yeah, lets you know like that's what because they, they didn't do that to Dennis Rodman until he they got with the Bulls. But I will say this though, and um, Draymond was talking about this on I I forget who he was talking about it with, but um. So, no, 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 no. It was, it was, uh, it was, uh, what's my guy's name? Play, uh, Rasheed Wallace. Okay. So, Rasheed Wallace, like, there during the game, and Rasheed, I'm talking about cussing the ref out. He was on all the smoke. He's mm-hmm. cussing the refs out, you know, this, that, this, and that. And so, then the guy that was playing them was like, he just said, you know, they called a foul on him. Man, that's bullshit. Tech. Tech. Yeah, and he was like, Tech. he said, he said, man, Rasheed been cussing you out all game. He was like, yeah, but that's Rasheed. Like, we yeah. know him. Like, that's just how he is. That's how he talks. But, like, it's like so, so Rasheed got leeway because everybody knows this is how he talks during the game. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is just like anytime you about to officiate this guy, we got to let him get a, you know, a couple of bullshit fuck yous out of here because. Right. That's just him. Like that's the way he plays. But if you're not a player that has that reputation, you can't do like it. you can't do it. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. call a take on you. So it's it's just one of those things where it's like two things can be true. Like it it does messes up the integrity of the game. But then at the same time, it's like that's who a lot of people pay to see. Mm-hmm. Like majority of those tickets, they're just like when um when the Heat first got together, every away game. Everybody got to raise their tickets. Yeah, they were like, "Yo, we got LeBron, Bosh, and Wade coming in here." Mm-hmm. So all the, the like, let like we we'll play like let's say it's Charlotte and Charlotte play the Pelicans. It's like, all right, you know, you can get in the game two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars. But you know, what I'm saying if it's Charlotte and you got the Heat coming in, 
that two hundred fifty dollar ticket. Oh, that's now it's six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, easily eight hundred dollar game. I mean, that's just what it is. That's the same way now. Like, even if you think about it, like if uh, you know, or I'm not saying now, but I'm saying like when you think of Cleveland, like remember Cleveland's economy boosted when LeBron was on the team. Yeah, both times. I mean, boosted. And then once he, they talk about a lot. Like once he left, like yo, it went right back down. So, I mean, like, just the fact that, you know what I'm saying, like, they bring that kind of – certain players bring that kind of value, you know what I'm saying, that's understandable. And, of course, you know, like you said, uh, and like he said, you know, you when you pay your money, you want to see the stars of the game. However, the the whole purpose of having a ref there is to implement yeah. the rules. So, yeah. if, if, Le, if LeBron is doing – like, for instance – LeBron travels his ass off. They never call it. <laughs> they never call it. But the because he's LeBron, you know, he can he can take an extra step every now and then. Or I mean, I, I've seen I've seen uh Devin Booker do it. I've seen Steph do it. I've seen Clay get off with it a couple of times. Like with the stars, they give them a lot of leeway. However, if if you, you know what I'm saying, you coming in at backup and you ain't got the juice, yo. You getting called, and that to me, I think that's this was to me. This it felt like more so an indictment on the league, more so than it did anything else, and not a not like a, a in your face indictment, but just the fact that there's all these unwritten rules and 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 all of these, um, you know, what I'm saying unsigned treaties and and you know, what I'm saying under the table contracts amongst the players and the refs and the refs and the owners and the refs and the you know what I'm saying the commissioner at the time and it's like you sit here and you look and you like yo like so the, really when people be like yeah these games are rigged you kind of looking at this and you like well shit yeah <laughs> they rigged a lot for real if you think about it because they kind of telling you everything that's going on you know what I'm saying behind the scenes and, and you really have no idea the fact that you know what I'm saying like we didn't even know that a ref could make certain calls and really control a game. He really put that into perspective for me because you hear it a lot of times like, yeah, you know, a ref can change the game instantly. And I know in, in football, it definitely can happen. Um, and they don't even have to be cheating. It, it, it could just be the ref actually see something and actually call it instead of just letting it slide. And then, you know, the whole momentum guilt go away. But in basketball, I didn't think that it was like, like in basketball, it's times a thousand. Because if a team is down by two and you got 40 seconds on the clock and they come down and they got the ball in the star's hand and he make a move and you just blow the whistle and be like, mm-mm, travel. Like, bro, that's it. Dude, ain't no, I mean, ain't no, ain't no challenges, ain't no none of that. It's just nah, bro. That it's a travel. Give them the ball. It's over with. Like the perfect example was the Iverson thing. Yeah. Like yeah. he completely threw Iverson out of his game. It, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy to think that that somebody who really ain't even I mean, he has a lot to do with the game, but he really like he ain't playing defense. He ain't coming down shooting the ball against you. It's just a dude on the sideline, like, yo, I got to make this 500 tonight. Uh as soon as he get the ball, we're gonna call it travel. <laughs> Carry. <laughs> yeah. Palm, well, palm, they were right. calling it palm. Like they kept calling palm on them, and it's like, like yeah, because like what that does is you kind of like now when you're about to do that crossover, if they call you twice, that third time you're probably thinking about it. 
So now that crossover might not be as effective and because you're, you're to, thinking about it. You're trying to change it midway and in the middle. Exactly. You, are you in a game, you're trying to think in your head while you're playing defense or while you're on the like, bro, how can I change this real quick so they ain't going to call it on me? Now you ain't dribbling the same because you're trying to make sure yep. you're dribbling a certain way. So, they, so it's yeah, that that is wild. Just the, just the effect that a call can just have on somebody's psyche like that is, is crazy. Yeah. And um but I, I like how I, I just think it's funny how the NBA commented on a few things. Like they didn't want to be interviewed, right? <laughs> but they commented on a few things like throughout the uh throughout the uh film mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just like I, I think the NBA was I think they knew once like some of the shit came out that they integrity, like that's why they buried the whole Tim Donahue trial. Is because mm-hmm. they were just like, like we don't want like the fans to think this is what's really going on. Yeah. So like the NBA kind of like commented on some things and like their TV deal where they got seven point four billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was going on around the same time Tim fucking court uh, trial was going on, and like how they just was able to bury it, and then how my one dude uh, was he the sheep? Yeah, Jimmy. How Jimmy was saying that he was facing three charges, mm-hmm. and then he was like, he knows for a fact that that David Stern stepped in and dropped those two charges and gave oh, him the lesser sure. charge. And for it's sure. just like because because Donna he only went down for uh, wire fraud. And yeah, he went for fifteen months. And he thought that he wasn't gonna get any time. Yeah, he, but, uh, he he didn't even he didn't even get hit with betting in sports. He got hit with wire fraud. That's it. Yeah, these motherfuckers didn't even get for them basically not washing money, but um, but tax evasion, none of that shit. None of that. They didn't get none of it. Like my That's man crazy. said, I was making. He said that you know one week I might lose three million. Next week mm-hmm. I won six. And it's just like, hey man, let's talk about that though. Let's talk about that. This nigga Tim Donahue said he only made thirty thousand, bro. Get the fuck out of here, yo! Did you hear how he answered the question the first time, and then the yes, second bro. time he's all definitive all of a sudden? Come on, fam! Get the fuck out of here, Tim. He, that man asked him, yo. That you said you only made thirty thousand. Did you possibly make more than what you say you did? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you talking about all these cars you got, this fancy house, and all these other things that you got and acquired, and then all of a sudden you don't want them anymore because you don't want it to seem like you making all of this money. You don't want to be flashy because you making all of this money. Like, come yeah. on, bro. That stop, man. Thirty thousand. You basically got a regular person's salary for a year, and you telling me you out of forty-seven bets, the the thirty-seven you won. That all totaled up to thirty seven thousand, and these niggas was betting millions. What my man say? A uh, uh, a dime was five. Uh, 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 no, a nickel was five. A, a nickel was five hundred. A stack. A stick yep. was a hundred thousand, and a balloon was a million. You telling me all these balloons, all these balloons, and they ain't pop you nothing but thirty thousand? Nah, brother, nah, I refuse. Fuck out of here. I refuse yeah. to believe that. Tim, Tim lied his ass off. The, the fact that his the fact that his wife found the wad of money in the jacket, and you didn't even know you left it in there. 
Come on, bro. That's how I know he made more than thirty thousand. Yeah, with thirty thousand, you gonna find that wad of money because thirty thousand ain't much. Man, listen, Tim. Tim probably made at least about ten percent of every damn bet. At least ten percent. Hell nah. You talking about the dude on the court making what? the calls? He this had to get got... like at least twenty twenty five, bro. I mean, I feel you, but you also gotta understand, like once they once Jimmy started fucking with the mob people. Mm-hmm. You know they always take over. They do. And they but always you, get the biggest cut. They got the biggest cut for sure. But ten percent, nah. He got way more than ten, bro. Had I mean, he probably, he probably did, but he got way more than thirty thousand. That was a bold yeah. lot. He's, he's, he's making the cut. First and foremost, he's calling the bets. Yeah. To begin with, not only is he calling the bets, he's also going and saying, "Hey, man, look." I got the inside track on the game. You know what I'm saying? Mo Cheeks doing bad. You know what I'm saying? They tanking. They gonna they they playing up against a pretty good team. They got some shooters. Yo, they gonna lose this one. You know what I'm saying? Bet them. Bet the line. Bet it all. They gonna lose this one. Parlay it up. It ain't no way, bro. Thirty thousand is 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 way too meager for for what he was doing. And see, they, the thing, they probably wouldn't if if he really uh, I mean the control, but if he really made thirty thousand, they probably wouldn't even have had indicted him. Tim, he know he made more than that. I think <laughs> the thing the thing with Tim, I think that and they brought it up in this thing. I think that mm-hmm. like people that are like habitual liars and shit, it's just like like He's they lie. Yeah, it's like they it's like they lie so much where like you know like they just really lose touch with reality for number one. But then at the same time, I think with Tim, it's like even when you're telling the truth, it's hard to get other people to believe you. you and I think exactly. And I think that that he was. I think I tell you one thing. I think he lied about. I don't think Jimmy threatened his family. No, Jimmy ain't threatening his Jimmy family. Jimmy didn't threaten man. his family. Come on, bro. When they, they, had, they, they, they was all cool. Well, Jimmy tried to say that he just knew of Tim. Like well, he, no, cause, cause um, what who, what was the other dude? It was Jimmy, Tommy, Tommy, the weirdo. Um, Tommy was was cool with both of them. Yeah. So they they kind of came together, even though they all went to the same high school. They kind of came together because of Tommy. But even still, though, like, dude, he ain't ain't no way he threatened you and and told you some some wild stuff like that and was like, yo. You know what I mean? You ain't you really ain't got no choice. No, bro. He's seen the opportunity. He knew that he can make this possible. He knew he can get paid from it, and it wouldn't have been an issue. And he knew he could do it with even being one of the – I mean, obviously, speaking by the numbers, he was one of the best, best refs in the league. But that's what I'm saying. With by it, being the best ref in the it. league – you already know you can do it. First and foremost, being the best ref in the league, right? That means that you on all the major games, so you get you always around the stars. You know who the players are. The players know you. You know who the coaches are. I mean, like, you got certain relationships and all that type of stuff that most people don't have. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's easy, to, it's easy to, to say that, oh, he threatened me. Nah, he ain't threatening him, man. I don't, I, I don't believe it at all. I think he's seen the opportunity and he bit on the opportunity. Yeah, I think that he definitely lied about that. He lied about the 30000 But I think that some of the inside scoop that he gave, like, about the NBA, and then also the whole shit with calling Scott Foster 
before and after even during halftime this motherfucker was calling him mm-hmm. so i think that it, and scott foster still repping to this day yeah and but i i, I think scott foster was involved because it's like Bro, they said that out of 60 refs 45 was questioned and only a few only a handful of them got hit with something so that lets you know like they had something going for real. This was way bigger than whatever the Tim Donahue situation was. Yeah. Had to be. Because out of, out of 60 of them, 45, bro, so that means it's only 15 that wasn't in it. And that's probably because, like, they was, like, the lower-level guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's just like that damn 30 for 30, man. Um Oh man, it was uh playing for the mob or some shit like that. Where it was like a whole like thing. It, it wasn't the Big East. Oh man, they, they were like betting on these games. I forget what it was, and it was just like yo, like this shit is a, like a whole fucking like enterprise. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the amount of money that's involved in the NBA. And and like David Stern said, like this was a. This was the biggest thing that David Stern had to deal with. Like, this was his biggest controversy. And David Stern being as smart as he was and also being a bully like he was. Uh, that nigga was ruthless. Oh, he was definitely ruthless. Like, But at the same time, he took the NBA to the next level. Like, For sure. As far as, like, commissioners, like, he's got to be no, number he's one. He's definitely top two. I, 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 yeah, I, I think Paul Tagliabue. Yeah, I'm about to say Tagliabue is definitely the one. Yeah, but he, like, he turned, well, well. But I, I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna go David Stern first. Remember when David Stern took over, NBA Finals was on tape delay. No, he, you're right. That's why I was just about to say because I about to say, well, he did, he did have a hand in in the in the whole Jordan thing too. Yes, he they made he, he they found a way to make Jordan like the the premium star. So you might be right. Sterling might be number one because you got to think about it. Like when Sterling came in and did his thing and he was, you know what I'm saying? Like you had like Dr. J, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but then like he made the whole rivalry thing happen. Like Bird and Magic, the Pistons in, in, in Jordan. And you know what I'm saying? Like you had the, you had the, the certain teams that just people had to come see. People had to watch or whatever. And like then, not only that, like putting it on, getting it on TV, and like you said, even though it was on tape delay, like yo, bringing in live games now, like he really changed a lot of stuff around. Yeah, and for him to, um, and for him to take the NBA to the next level, like he did, it, I mean, the the money, I mean, it just look at the the way the money changed. Yeah, and the NBA went, you know, when he took over, but to be able to, because the thing is, when you're Dealing with billionaires like he's dealing with billionaires on a daily basis, getting you know messing with TV people, TV contracts. I, mm-hmm. Like the NBA has its hands in so many different baskets. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is. I think it's very easy for him to pick up the phone. Yo, drop this, 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 and this. We need to. We need to get this out of here. We the, need this the, story. To- the only thing I'll never forgive him for though is making them wear suits. Yeah, like the whole thing of like all them big ass suits that everybody had on, that shit was horrible, bro. Well, I mean, that was 
you're not talking about the draft. You're just talking about like when they showed up to the game. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the draft too. Niggas was wearing big ass Steve Harvey suits <laughs> <laughs> to to the games in the draft. Like, yeah, bro, like making them dress business attire was a bad choice. None of these niggas had tailors. I mean, true, but but the way the suits used to fit back then was different. It was no, different. they didn't. Suits yeah, have they, always been the same throughout time. They needed tailors. None of these niggas had a tailor. <laughs> <laughs> like, these niggas, these niggas went to Macy's and bought a suit and wore it. That's no, you get your suit tailored. Man, you stupid. They had the money uh, to do it. So and and so we're talking about Tim Dunahy, all these refs, right? Yeah. So I brought up the thirty for thirty, right? Why I said playing for the mob. Dude, this was a. Uh, it was a uh, mafia associate that was friends with Henry Hill, you know, from mm-hmm. Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about one season and one school, Boston College. Oh, that's not surprising. This is the whole NBA. <laughs> yeah, like that situation was just one school. You know what I'm saying? This was taking games. Yeah, they're, they're the one that got caught. Yeah. But it's just like, but we're talking about, I mean, this this is major. And for Tim, Tim was really the fall guy. Um, But the way that the NBA cleaned this thing up, I mean, because mm-hmm. I remember about hearing about the Tim Donahue shit because that's when, that's when I used to be heavy in the ESPN radio. So yeah. it was like you're constantly hearing about it. But then, like, the shit just stopped. Like it just went away. Like it just completely disappeared. And it what what year was this? This was around like the this was this had to be uh, like early two thousands. No, I think it was late two thousand. I remember seeing something about two thousand and nine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because he got when did he get charged? Now I can't find it, but uh, but obviously with was Denver because see they went to the championship in two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and he probably he went to Denver, Denver around two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five ish. So it was yeah, yeah. It, so this was going on because yeah, he got charged in two thousand and nine. No, he. I, well, I want to say he was with Denver in like oh seven oh eight. No, 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 no. He was with Denver. Probably like no, I mean, I think he was with Denver around that time. Cause I think he played with Denver like two or three years. No, you know what? You might be right, because I'm trying to think. Oh two. So from because oh one is the finals when they played the Lakers. Yeah, and that then, was 2001. I want to say he was on the Sixers for maybe like maybe two or three years after that. Something like that, cause like, cause even when, cause he wasn't even Memphis for a year, he wasn't even in um, Detroit for a year. Yeah, cause I, cause Melo came in at Melo them came in in '03. Yes, cause we always talk about like that might be the greatest draft. Yeah, and then that's when, cause I want to say what they had what Jr. They had Kenyon Martin, they had Melo yeah. in them. Yeah, that might have been. You might be right. That might be like oh five, oh six. 
Okay, yeah, you might be right, definitely. Okay. Okay, so he started being investigated in two thousand in the summer of two thousand seven. Oh, that's okay. Tim, so, that's yeah, when that's Tim what I, started being oh, investigated. Yeah. You're right. So it is late two thousands. Yo, that is crazy. So that means that damn. That means that like all them games he was officiating. And this is and this is the the the, the wild part about it all, right? Like this is when betting was getting like to the point to where it was like major, major. It was still, it was still undercover, but like nowadays, because remember, the well, now the now it's just now it's out there because like they they partner with leagues and shit. I'm talking about the where like when I'm talking about the betting thing, I'm talking about like they was. This is when shows was just popping up about like betting. Remember, um. It was a show on CNN about it, where they would he would it was a dude that used to do the stocks and then he would do the sports bets and then he'd do something else. It's like he he used to do all that shit. He used to be standing up talking and he used to have a microphone in front of him and he'd just be pushing buttons with the sounds and shit on it. But he used to talk about stocks going up and down and all that, the losses and the gains, and then he'd be talking about like the major sports bets and all that, and then um. Shit, even then, like, even around this time, they was even announcing, and it wasn't on, like, ESPN or nothing, but they were still announcing, like, they would be announcing, they would announce it, like, on the radio or something like that and tell you what the, the line was, and it was in the papers. It, You know what I'm saying? It tell yeah. you what the line was in Vegas for the game. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, this is when it was starting to get, like, major, major to the point to where, like, it wasn't accepted, but it was to the point to where, like, yo, if you wanted to go put a bet, you can find somewhere to go find out what the, you know what I'm saying, what the line was and go get you some money. This is what I want to know. So you know how they making, uh, you know how they just made, if you got a federal weed charge, that they're mm-hmm. letting you out of jail now. Yeah. So... For guys that got arrested for being a bookie, did these motherfuckers get out now too? Nah, probably not. <laughs> Cause I'm saying, cause they got to be pissed. They're like, oh, okay. So what I was doing, yeah, because it was illegal, but now is they go. You got to think about they charge like they charges is different. They charges is like racketeering, um, embezzlement, and all that shit. So that's they really ain't even see, and this is why I said it's weird because like even with him, they're not getting charged for gambling. Yeah, like them dudes that was like bookies and shit, they not getting they not getting in 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 trouble for gambling. Like even the dudes with the mob, them niggas didn't get in trouble for gambling. Them niggas got in for racketeering, embezzlement, tax evasion, um, fraud, and all these other things. Like these, they getting hit with like criminal charges. They ain't getting hit with, I mean, gambling is a criminal charge, but they're not getting hit with that specific charge, which to me, I think that if he got hit with the gambling or if they got hit with the gambling thing, it, like, especially now, that shit could probably be wiped away, you know what I'm saying? No harm, no foul. But the the charges that he, they were getting thrown on them, I think that's why it was such a big deal because the fact that even with him, he was gambling on games, but when they was bringing up the charges, they were talking about wire fraud. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, this was this was crazy, man. It was it was it was a de- it was definitely a really it was it was a really good watch, and it also brought back yeah. brought back memories of you know watching some of, some of the players, man, that we really grew up watching. 
you know, it was mm-hmm. it was funny to see the uh you know the Reggie Miller call. And when that then, nigga sent Bonzi Wells and uh <laughs> and uh, oh my god, what is the other dude's name? Um uh, who was on that Portland team? He was a for he was another forward. Might have been the center. You're not talking about Rasheed, was he? No, 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 not she. Sabonis. No, it wasn't Sabonis. I thought I had saw him though. Who else is on that team? It was a white dude, man. I'm about to say Myers Leonard, but it ain't Myers Leonard. Um, oh hell! I forgot what dude's name is, but um, Austin, no. Man, I forgot, no. but I know, I know he got two of them niggas out of there, and that changed the whole game. That yeah, and then, the whole game. And then the crazy thing is how they brought up the the Kings and the Lakers. And how that was, they said that was the worst officiated game in like mm-hmm. history or some shit like that. And he was like, and these motherfuckers still got the ref another game. Like that was that was that was crazy. I think that they definitely should have been penalized for that because they Me do too. that shit in football. Like it's like the, the guys who got like the worst grades, like these mm-hmm. motherfuckers don't get to go to the playoffs. No nope. shit. So it's They'll like do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think the NBA really – I mean, the NBA is very powerful. They dropped the ball on a few things, but they really dropped the ball on that because that's going to stand out to the end of time because a lot of people – if you ask people to question real basketball heads, mm-hmm. who's the best team to never win a championship? A uh, lot of people is going to say that Sacramento Kings team. Yeah. Pa- and, they had Paige Stoyakovich. They had Vladi Divac. They had uh, – uh, um. Chris uh, Weber, Mike Bibby, they had uh Steve Christie. Yeah, Doug Christie. They had Doug um Christie. man, they had a they they really had a squad, they had a, bro. They had a squad. Like, and and then this was this was the dope thing too, though. The fact that they were one of the first teams to start using those international players. You know what I'm saying? Like between yeah. them, the Spurs, um I'm trying to think who else was using those European players at the time. Uh, you know, the Mavs had dirt, but like the fact that that you know what I'm saying, like they had Peja on the team, they had Divac on the team. Like Peja was probably he's probably one of the best three point shooters of all time. Oh yeah, Peja Peja's in my top. He's in my top ten. But dude, yeah, this is what's crazy. Easily. This is how old we get. I just saw a couple of days ago Peja Stogovic's son just yep. committed to uh, Stanford. Yeah. It's like we seeing all of these now. I could understand what our parents was talking yeah. about. You know what I'm saying? Because we we watch the fathers or even the mothers play, mm-hmm. and it's like now we're seeing like the kids play too, and it's just like yeah, because um, what's her what's her name? Levy played for the Detroit Shock. Her son played for the Pistons. Yeah, like it is. It is. It is getting crazy. I I never got to see um uh, and I probably did, but just didn't know it was her. But um, Javale McGee mom played in the women's NBA. Yep. You know, yep. and it, it, it's just like it's crazy. I mean, I watched Pat Sertan. Now Pat Sertan Junior. is yeah, a fucking step down corner. It's like dog too. And McCaffrey. Now I got Kristen McCaffrey Kristen to watch McCaffrey, on Sundays. Yeah. It's like God, boy. It's just like man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting up there, man. I saw that shit. I was like, man, this is crazy. Yo, but, yeah. to see to see Randy Moss' son win a national championship. <laughs> Was crazy to me. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? And then, and then um, Jason Taylor's son caught the yep, winning touchdown. Uh, yep, at LSU. So it's yep. just like, it's wild, man. Yeah, for wild. sure, man. So, man, let's go ahead and get into these fire flames, brody. Let's do it. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. Okay, so this one I want to take the reins, man. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna go four and a half, um, only because the information. It was a lot of information in this uh, documentary, mm-hmm. and not only that, we kind of got to see. We kind of got a chance to see the a, a behind the scenes glimpse of how the NBA worked at that time. And to grow up in that era specifically, to be able to see kind of like the tail end of the Jordan era, the beginning of the Kobe era, the the very beginning of the LeBron era, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to see, you know what I'm saying, the the back to back Lakers, you know what I'm saying, the the um the back to back to back Bulls, like getting to see all those teams and knowing that this dude had a hand in basically changing you know what I'm saying, the 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 history of this whole league by just a few calls a game and and betting on it. And now, you know what I'm saying, like they had they had to revamp the way refs ref the game or um, you know what I'm saying, dealt with players. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a whole bunch of different things. Cause like I think before this, it was kind of cool for the refs to be cool with the I mean, even kind of still, you see it on TV a lot, how like some of the players, like, yo, they chatted up with the refs. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like it's nothing. So to be able to see that, like, you know, it's that's it, it kind of opens your eyes to the fact that, you know, even though it's kind of unethical for them to, you know what I'm saying, like be kind of buddy buddy on the court. You still get, you know what I'm saying? You still see a lot of these players talking to the refs a certain way and, you know, either they're yelling and screaming at them or, you know what I'm saying, they're trying to buddy up to them and grease them up before the game so they can get a few calls. But to, to see how, you know what I'm saying, like they had this whole operation working and they were so good at what they did that even the commissioner, even the coaches, even the players didn't even realize that this was something that they was doing. That's just, you know what I'm saying, when, you know what I'm saying, goes to show you, like, yo, these guys really were on point what they were doing, even though they were doing something super illegal. And then not only that, the characters of this documentary. Any To me, anytime you deal with guys that were, like, mafia or dealing with the mafia, they always just – they just characters, bro. Like, just – the yeah. fact that my man Tom said, I seen a bird shit on a pole. And I wanted to know <laughs> what the bird shit tasted like. So I tasted the bird shit. <laughs> I said, he should have never been able to do anything, sir. What made you want to do that? Like, what, what could possibly go through your head to be like, hmm, I wonder what that tastes like. <clears throat> and this the nigga that they got out there reffing? He wasn't reffing, man. <laughs> he didn't ref. <laughs> he shouldn't ref. Like, so he wasn't the ref. 
No, man. Okay, he, he was his friend. He was just he well. Was he was friend, friends so. with a referee, and that automatically lets me know the niggas ain't right. The fact they friends with him lets me know that that nigga Tom was sick. But outside of that, man, um, th- no, this was this was a great documentary, man. Like I said, far as even just the nostalgic uh, reasonings behind it made it that much great. And then not only that, man, this is one of the biggest sports stories of our time. The fact that we had a guy who was basically, I guess you could go ahead and say it, throwing games, you know what I'm saying, for his own personal gain and profit and ended up getting caught. And to me, the wildest part of it all was he was going to get away scot-free if it wasn't for John Gotti. Like, that's that blows my mind, bro. The fact that the only reason that these dudes even got on the radar wasn't nobody looking for him, wasn't nobody checking for him, didn't nobody know. They just happened to hear his name on the recording because of the John Gotti case. That is wild to me. But yeah, I'm going four and a half. Uh, I mean, it, it was it had a lot of information, like you said. Um, ton of information. I, I'm surprised that the TV stations and the NBA like allow as much footage that they allow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think what the NBA was trying to do was like, all right, if if, if we block a lot of the stuff, it's going to look suspicious. So we kind of mm-hmm. need to let them um, get what they get off. We're not going to necessarily like voice our answers or have a video of our answers. We just you know, we're going to tell them to put a disclaimer that we said mm-hmm. this, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, to counter something. So I thought that that was who, because usually you see stuff like we in, we asked to interview such and such, and they said we don't want to be interviewed. Right. So um, so the, so the, for them to answer the questions that they answered, um, I think they would try to, try to throw off suspicion. Um, Like you said, Car- I think Jimmy was a character. You yeah. know what I mean? Just how animated he got about stuff. Um, I thought I thought that he was a very interesting character. And Tim being the guy that he is, and his, even his wife was like, yo, there's going to be shit that Tim take to the grave. Like, he's not never going to admit to certain things. And, um, but yeah, I'm, uh, with all that being said, man, I'm, I'm going to go four, just a notch below you. Okay. Um, but, like I said in the beginning, man, these, these untolds you know, yeah. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen at least like four, maybe five. These things has been has been really good, man. They they got a really good thing going. So like big time. Yeah. So Netflix, um I hate to say it, but man, I I don't think they I don't think they're going to work. I know everybody try to say, Oh man, Netflix falling off and nah. Bro. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um yeah, that this is this is just a, a wild story in general, man. But uh let's get into the coming soon, man. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, man. So what we have next is um a very interesting movie for uh the world to hear and see. This actually was a pretty, pretty good movie i i was surprised when i seen it i i had heard about it and the premise alone had got me i wanted to see how they were going to bring this all around and they did a wonderful job of it um but we're talking about the recently released horror movie x 
and it is it is it, it's just a good movie to say the least. Yeah, they brought they brought their seventies vibes back for sure. Um, I thought that was the really the dopest thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with the fact that they did that, and then like the story within the story that they're yeah. shooting a porn movie, like yeah, that's that's wild. Like within within it, you know, within itself, and and to go on location, mm-hmm. like so that's 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 another thing. But like yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting movie to break down, man, because it definitely wasn't what I thought it was gonna be at all. <laughs> at all, bro. Like, like this, yeah. There's nothing like I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So, and, and then it got some, some creepy shit in it, which, yeah. yeah so that, that that that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to break down. The Definitely horror part is not them getting killed. The horror. Well, never mind. I I tell you what the real horror part was in the movie. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we were talking. We're on the same page. Yeah, because I was that like. Was- why? Like, why yeah, like, was that necessary? We did not need this scene. at all, like, bro. Man, with the girl on the bed, we didn't. We didn't need it. Even before that, like when she, uh, 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 I was just like that. Whoever the whoever the makeup team was on that movie, a one, a one, top notch, Fantastic bro. Like, they did a yeah, they did an amazing job. Because I was like, I was creeped out when that happened. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> they, they don't need no more nudity in scary movies at this point. They taking it too far for me. But um, yeah. So you guys stay tuned for that episode, man. We'll see you on the next one. Can't wait for it. Um, but until then, if you like this episode, if you didn't like this episode, if you want to tell us how great this documentary was, or you know what I'm saying, if you want to find out uh what the real amount Tim Donahue made and tell us. Let us know. Hit us up on the socials. <laughs> Hit us up on the socials. Uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter at View and Pod. You can also find us on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Um, and then if you'd like to find me personally, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. I have a link tree in the bio. You can find me everywhere else there. Also, if you are into video games, hit me up on Twitch. That's uh, at Scoots Bronson on Twitch. And I just dropped my next uh, my uh, album. I'm sorry about to say my next album. I just dropped another album. Y'all go check that out. It's on all streaming platforms. It's called Elation. It's, of course, Scoots Bronson. So search me up, listen to it, dance music. And this time, I took my time and, and put, put a little bit more effort into this one. And I like the way this one came out. And that's all that's I got. What's up, man? Congratulations thank you, on thank that. You, thank you. Thank you. Um... For me, y'all can find me at s.foster8 on Instagram and on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod just on IG. Um, And also, for some odd reason, I don't really know what the hell's going on with Facebook. Like, they had took... I had a 28 Minutes or Less page, and they took it. And, like, I had, by mistake, created a Stolen Time Pod page on um Facebook and they took it but for some odd reason like in the last like two months they just gave it back to me. Which yeah they did that to me too because they, they took away um because I had a I got an isolated society page on there for my my gaming. For yeah. Twitter. Um but yeah they took it down and then they brought it back up. 
and I just had to like add all the stuff back on there. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. Weird, you know? I haven't I haven't done that yet. Um, I, I I just man, me and Facebook just ain't vibing right now. So it was like I don't know if I really want to, you yeah. know what I mean. But I mean, if y'all want to follow, y'all can. I'm just saying, Sometime Pod on um on Facebook, that's out there too. Um, mm-hmm. follow the podcast, twenty eight minutes or less, man, on all major platforms. I got a great idea for my next pod. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna I don't know if it's necessarily conspiracy, but I just got like a lot of shit I want to get off. And I, if you do I, a conspiracy, I, I won't end on this shit, bro. I, I mean, won't end on it. It's not it's not necessarily conspiracy, but yeah. it, it can kind of be in that vibe. But oh, like, okay, okay. I, I thought, gotta, you, I I thought you was going conspiracy theories. I'm about to say, yeah, I gotta I gotta at least get ten minutes in. I won't end. <laughs> if you if you ain't doing it, then do your thing. But if you're doing conspiracy theories, hit me up. I'm I'm gonna have to at some point. I'm gonna have to yeah. at some point. Um, that would be a um, fun part. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely something that we could do in the future. But th- now it's not it's not a conspiracy pie. It's just more. Um, it's some conspiracy around it. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, just yeah. and just really kind of like my theory on certain shit. And I got like a lot of I got like a lot of things that I want to use okay, to try to okay. to try to. I don't necessarily prove my theory, just mm-hmm. you know, just one of those type things. So be on the lookout, man, for this. This would be episode one hundred five. So be on the lookout for episode one hundred five soon. Also, the four three, um, yep. we will be popping. Uh, I know once this come out, it's gonna be past ten thirty. But you know, um, y'all can always go back and watch the video. And uh, Scoots is gonna be working tonight because he's gonna post all of those pods on. Uh, Spotify and all the major platforms that haven't been up. Yeah, yeah I am. I'm, I'm going to do my best with this <laughs> reading laptop that I have. But, um, but yeah, y'all go check out those pods, man. We got some great topics coming up this week. So uh, be on the lookout for the 4-3 as well. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Um, just to let y'all know, I'm going to tell you how horrible this laptop is. The stuff that you see that pops up as far as the graphics, I'm not doing any of that from my laptop. I'm doing that all from my phone while I'm using my laptop to record myself. So that just lets you know how trash this laptop really is. Yeah, so, that sounds bad. Yeah, like literally, like just to show y'all that I'm not lying. I'm doing everything from my phone. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. So if you would like to donate to me to help me get a new laptop, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that would be great. Y'all can hit me up, uh, dollar sign Scoots Bronson on Cash App. You know what I mean? If y'all if y'all really, you know what I'm saying, care about the pod and want to see it thrive, then you know what I'm saying? That would be something to do, you know. S dot need a mic. Like it's a lot of stuff we need. If y'all, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If y'all if y'all want to help, you know what I'm saying? Um, for sure, that would be great. But um, listen, man, hit us up. Can't wait. Um, like they, oh man, I'm tripping. Thank you guys so much for the support. Um, we'll see y'all in the next episode. Until the next episode, man. Like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Good. Okay.